With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the host of the show that looks to put you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, uh, Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, the show that gets you thinking everything off-season, coming up to pre-season, training camp, roster, draft, and everything in between. And look, it's been a massive week for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, for most people listening to this show right now, whether you're listening Wednesday afternoon when it goes live or whether you're listening and it might be Thursday, it might be Friday, it might be on the weekend and you're playing catch up. You know, you know, the big news of the week is the Steelers signing uh, Chaz Green and Melvin Ingram uh, in, the, in the last couple of days as we get into training camp. And we've talked a bit about outside linebackers, uh, the edge rush and, and giving, you know, TJ Watt, giving, you know, Alex Highsmith, Quincy Roche some support there. People that listen to Touchdown Under as well, the show that I do with Mark Davison um, live on a Saturday night that goes uh, live on the audio side um, on Sundays would know too that I'm not a big fan of Cassius Marsh. So, you know, bringing someone like Melvin Ingram in is fantastic. Again, regular listeners to Warren will know that Melbourne Ingram is someone we've talked about frequently this offseason, particularly given I did think that Justin Houston Houston would be, you know, too expensive for the Steelers and didn't really align in terms of, uh, you know, wanting a starting role. So uh, I think we can safely say we, we kind of predicted that one. But at the same time, you know, it, 
I'm just glad the Steelers have made the move rather than playing, you know, gloating or anything like it. I do think Melbourne Ingram's a good fit. I think some, you know, people might question the stat number and we're going to talk really quickly through him, um, you know, and, and just a little comparison there that I think is really key. I'm really keen to point out, actually. And for those of you that follow me on Twitter at at Matt Pev, you would know that's M-A-T-T-P-E-V. You would know you know, what I'm alluding to here, you know, a certain player from a certain team that I sort of shared that we're actually now ahead of in our division. But yeah, it's, and just the main thing for me is really that we've been able to sign Melvin Ingram. We've been able to support that pass rush and we've brought in someone that's proven. Yes, he's someone coming off an injury like a Trey Turner, uh, you know, from that perspective, like a Devin Bush even. But Melvin Ingram has pro bowl experience. He's a vocal leader. He's got you know, some some power moves there. You know, he's someone that kind of brings none of the, you know, bad headlines into the locker room. He's someone that wants to get to work. And I'm excited for what that means for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Before I get into Melvin Ingram, though, uh, I just wanted to say, make sure you're staying across everything from behind the steel curtain. We've got some new shows launching, uh, you know, at the, the um, PM, not the PM, but more like the lunchtime uh, mark, which really was teed off by this show. This was the first, this show doesn't fall into the morning slots. The morning slots being, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, let's ride, um, you know, featuring the ride or die crew, obviously on the Wednesday show from the live, from the locker room app. Um, I think it's now called the green room app. Uh, then you've got obviously Michael Beck, Michael Beck show on Tuesday, the live mic. You've got Dave's uh, stat geek on the Thursday, the PM shows. You've obviously got, uh, you know, they go through there from, you know, the Steelers, you know, hangover um, to the start, start of the week. Um, sorry, no, two a, Steelers, the 2 a.m. show, you've got the hangover, you've got the Scobro show, the curtain call, the preview, six-pack with Tony, and then, of course, Touchdown Under. And then you've got War Room, uh, Fact or Fiction, um, and the retro show that sort of slot in in different spots. But where basically we come to you uh, with this War Room in the afternoon or around lunchtime on a Wednesday in season, we're, mo- we're moving days slightly. Um, but then we've got the launch of the new shows, the, the fantasy, uh, there's a fantasy football show. Uh, I know there's, you know, some a more cultural show about about Yins is coming. Uh, and then there's some guys talking football um, from Ohio as well. So it's going to be pretty interesting from that perspective and, and talking different rankings there. But yeah, there's, a, of course, also there's the written side on the website. Stay across that because there's some such great things. So if you're on the audio side, it's definitely good to have a read of those. And whilst both those of us that host these shows and those of us that write, I think try and do a bit of cross um, cross examining or cross leveraging. There are obviously people that do both. It's a really exciting time to be a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Don't be fooled. Um, you know, the other, the other person we signed there, I think I mentioned just before was Chaz Green. The Steelers are tooling up for a championship tilt. We are tooling up for a championship tilt, uh, you know, with some of the moves that they're making right now. So, you know, if you're a Pittsburgh Steel fan sitting back and going, I don't like any of this, you know, have a little bit of faith because I think that you're seeing a team that's really committed to making a difference, you know, in 2022, particularly after, well, the 2021 to 2022 season, given what happened last year in that 2020 season. So let's just get a quick thing I want to cover with Melvin Ingram was, I'm only going to compare him to one player. And Dave Dave went through his stats on the breaking news side this week. So you can go back and listen to that if you want. Well, I'm going to cover them here quickly. But there's another player that got signed by a fellow AFC North team this, this offseason. 
a player that, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, lie about this. I was someone that I've been a fan of that I thought that would be a good acquisition for the Steelers when Bud left. You know, if it was for the right price, and I don't think he was ever really going to be available at that price. But I did, you know, think that perhaps you know Pittsburgh could save his career here. But I want to look at a player in comparison between Melvin Ingram and Jadavian Clowney. Now. Clowney signed a much bigger deal than Melvin Ingram's. I think Melvin Ingram's come in at, at $4 million, um, you know, for his deal. Uh, and I think, you know, obviously we're talking about a one-year deal there and what have you. Whereas I know with Jay Davion Clowney, it's more like for him, you know, a case of, I think he's, he's on about a $10 million deal um, at, at the moment. So from that perspective, Look at the value. Look at the value that the Pittsburgh Steelers are potentially getting here because I, I really do think that we've got to remember, you know, where teams can be profitable, particularly particularly in a year where the salary cap has gone down by what it is. If teams can get 80% of the production at 60% of the cost, uh, and we talk about this a lot, like Cam Sutton's, you know, a, a perfect example of this. That's incredibly beneficial, uh, you know, to a team in terms of what they're able to actually, you know, do there. And I saw why Jadavion Clowney is only going to be a um, has a cap number of three point eight million this year, so he's not. Sorry, I had him in my mind as the ten million dollar mark. That was the more the, the deal that he signed with Tennessee. But yeah, going back to that, if you can get that production for a fraction of the cost, you're immediately ahead of the game. Right. And as I said, that's more important when we've got this the cap number that we've got this year of that, you know, one eighty two point five million. So these are things we have to think about with Pittsburgh Steelers. When, you know, Justin Houston, if he's going to command an $8 million and wants to start a gig, he's not the right fit for us. But let's compare Jadavion Clowney. And yes, now, now, as I said, Melvin Ingram's making a bit more. But their approximate valuation is, or approximate value is, you know, got five difference there if you're looking at pro football reference. Uh, Clowney's played in 83 games, Melvin Ingram 113. Now, both players have had some injuries, but, you know, their best, you know, um, feature about any player is their availability and so we know melvin ingram's had his challenges well clowney's had his too although clowney has has you know been in the league for two less years you know when it comes to solo tackles you know melvin ingram's made about almost 80 more at 265 versus 186 uh you know assisted tackles you know he's made about 30 more there um you know, it's 26 more. QB hits 86 for Clowney, 108 for Melvin Ingram. Tackles for a loss, 75 for Clowney, 70 for Ingram. Sacks, 32 for Clowney, 49 for Ingram. And he really should have had more, you know, if he hadn't have had some of his injuries because he was last year when he was injured, he was coming off four years in a row of being in the Pro Bowl. Um, you know, forced fumbles, 14 for Ingram, nine for Clowney. You know, in, uh, touchdowns, defensive touchdowns. So, like, yes, that's three for Clowney because he's got to have a few more, uh, you know, fumble receptions versus one for Ingram. Ingram has three interceptions. So, when we really look at that, they've actually got really similar numbers per game. So, Clowney averages 2.2 solo tackles a game and eight, you know, assisted tackles. Ingram's is 2.3 and eight and 0.8 assisted tackles as well. They both have the same um, average sacks per game, the same forced fumbles, the same fumble recoveries, um, you know, from that perspective. And then interceptions is incredibly low, you know, there, but Ingram is slightly ahead still. So when we look at it, 
We're getting a more experienced player. We're getting a player with more proven performance. We're talking about a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of difference in deal. And I just think when we really look at that, think about who won out. Because we hear a lot of toting this offseason or touting this offseason of the Cleveland Browns and how great they're going to be in you know, the 2021 season. Well, are you? Are your acquisitions, do they speak to that? And I think some of the draft picks potentially speak to that. But I think it's just really important when we're looking at a guy like, you know, Melvin Ingram and what he's going to bring to this Pittsburgh Steelers team, because, you know, this is one example where the, where the Pittsburgh Steelers are truly, I think, as I said before, tooling up for a, a, a title run. I, I do. These are the sorts of positions that do it. And when I think about a guy like a Chaz Green as well, that we've pulled in at the tackle position now, I'll leave it to some of my fellow BTSC colleagues to really analyze, you know, that acquisition. But I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that Chaz that that Chaz Brown acquisition. I'm happy about what it means for this Pittsburgh Steelers team. It's depth at the tackle position. I mean, I'm not confident in Joe Haig. Um, you know, I think they will have to, you know, given he's got the 500 grand bonus, they, they may well keep him on the roster there. But great that he's got competition. What if Chooks goes down in the in the training camp? God forbid, you know, God forbid that I, you know, talk about an injury there. But, you know, what if Zach Banner goes down again, you know, for that, for that matter? We need guys that are going to really step up. Um, we need guys that have depth, you know, from our position. So, you know, at, at, at different positions. So, I think that's really the key, the key part from some of these acquisitions for me. And I think it's going to be really exciting to see what else happens. The other news that could break by the time, you know, obviously people know that I, you know, I'm, I'm an Aussie. You, you know that by the accent I record, you know, in the future I call, record on my Wednesday night. I try and get, you know, record often, you know, quite quite late to give you guys the latest. And, you know, I know, for instance, I'll finish this recording in the next, you know, 25, 30 minutes and, and go through my the pre-production that I do on my side before it goes to to, to Brian and Jeff there for to, to get up onto our different, you know, uh, podcast channels, which are available, you know, across any podcast you listen to, um, you know, platform you prefer, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Pandora, Luminary, um, you listen to us from the website through SoundCloud. I hope I haven't missed one there. Um, you know, so I think star oh, stitcher stitcher. That's the one I missed. Didn't want to miss that one. Uh, but from that perspective, you know, when, when that goes live, there could be some breaking news at the Steelers. There's been lots of rumors in the last 24 hours. And I think the big thing that you saw in the last 24 hours, non-Pittsburgh Steelers related, was Cam Akers, uh, the second year running back out of LA, has actually torn his Achilles and he's out for 2021. Benny Snell is the sort of player the Pittsburgh Steelers could trade to them. Now, one, number one, you're going to go, well, Matt, He's probably worth a six or a fifth or worst, you know, best case, a fourth round pick. But you got two players there. And, you know, the title of this show, uh, you know, has safety in it. And yes, we've got safety from the safety net that Melvin Ingram brings to the, to the, the depth in the pass rush, you know, uh, room. But safety is an interesting one for the Pittsburgh Steelers with, you know, Terrell Edmonds coming off contract. And so in part two, which we're going to go to a break shortly, part two, we're going to talk about safeties. But on that, I could definitely see a situation whereby the Pittsburgh Steelers do a trade. They do a trade with, you know, the LA Rams. And there's two players that I really think that the Rams would be open to trading, which would kind of be a fit. And that's Terrell Burgess 
you know, he's got a cap number of just over a million this year. Uh, you know, his salary cap number is 814,000. And the other player is Jordan Fuller, who is also on uh, just over 800,000. Now, Jordan Fuller is more of a free safety. Terrell Burgess is more of a strong safety, but, you know, he can play a bit more. He's probably a bit more versatile um, than a lot of strong safeties. And they're two players that I actually really, I really like. Um, you know, as I said, I'm a bit more a fan of Terrell Burgess. I think he could do more in our defense and be a bit more versatile. But it is an interesting one for the for Steelers fans to consider that they could be a trade um, that helps us get younger at different positions. Uh, you know, Terrell Burgess is a, you know, 2020 draft, third round pick. Jordan Fuller is a sixth round pick in the 2019 draft. Um you know, they both play above their, you know, over the cap valuation, which is based on PFF numbers. But, you know, uh, when it comes to Burgess, he signed through the 2023 season. I think Fuller signed through 2024. So the Steelers can buy basically some depth at that safe position with young guys that are actually, you know, pretty good. When it comes to relevance, I look forward to talking about it. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We're back on Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the, the show that talks everything, you know, off-season, in-season, draft, free agency, you know, roster moves, positional changes, salary cap management, and everything in between, you know, really putting you in the minds of, you know, Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, and the rest of the Steelers, you know, the Steelers franchise. So before we went to the break, we were talking a little bit there about Terrell Edmonds and I think this is a really interesting piece with Terrell Edmonds because when I look at Terrell, everyone's really quick to give him a lot of criticism. And I previously, myself included. Uh, but when you think about some of the stuff that Jeffrey Benedict's put together, Terrell hasn't done that bad. And there's often that notion that if Terrell was a second or third round pick, we'd all be comfortable, you know, with what Terrell Edmonds has actually done for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the problem when we look at Terrell Edmonds is that there are players taken before him that we that we really would have wanted. I think the problem with Terrell Edmonds is that he's played a lot of snaps and not necessarily got his hands on the ball. And they we've talked that's been talked about in the offseason um, by the defensive defensive coaches who have sort of said I think it was Terrell Austin that said, you know, he's got to be mentally, you know, physically he can be quite around the ball, but mentally he's got to be right around the ball. On this show a couple of weeks ago, and then on Touch Under, I've talked a little bit more about it. Essentially, there's been some work done um, on the 33rd team where they basically put together Pro Football References AV for the first round year, the first round picks average yearly AV by position from 2012 to 2019. Now, for safety, that's 5.773. 
right? Now, if we look at the fact that Terrell Edmonds, you know, has played several years now in the league, you know, 2018, 2019, 2020, technically, technically his AV should be 17.1 if you're looking at the average of a safety that's taken in those. Now, he was drafted in the latter end of what this, um, you know, this measurement of 2012 to 2019 looks like. We're going 17.1. Terrell Edmonds's AV is 17. So whilst visually we might not be happy with the splash plays, we might not be happy with three interceptions, you know, in three years, might be not happy with only four tackles for a loss from a strong safety and two sacks. And you've got to think about the way we've used Mike Hilton in these sorts of roles as well. And the fact that Terrell Edmonds in his rookie year was asked to play more of a free safety role or a deep safety role, um, more like it, you know, but at the free safety position and a ton of snaps. Terrell hasn't performed that badly. I think the rap that he cops is that he was drafted in that first round, but he was drafted, you know, toward the latter end of that first round as well. Like you can't sit there and say that, you know, we're talking about a guy that was a top 10 pick because that's just not the case. That's not what he was. And he is an athlete. Like he was picked at number 28, you know? So from that perspective, I think that there's, there's a, you know, for those that aren't fans of, you know, Terrell Edmonds, that's fine. But I think that he does deserve a little bit of slack. Now, I wanted to compare him to two players also taken in that draft that I think are pretty important. Now, one of them that you have there is, you know, Jesse Bates, who was picked in the second round at number 54. I think he's a really interesting one to compare him to because Jesse Bates is obviously playing for, you know, our AFC North, you know, rival in the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you know, he's someone that's done terrifically well. He's someone that's going to be the cornerstone of their de- of their defense or at least their secondary for a long time. Um, you know, so he, I think he's a pretty key one for us to compare him to. And then the other guy is the pick taken in 17th overall in the same draft, which is Derwin James. The difference between these two players as well is that, you know, when it comes to Derwin James and Jesse Bates, Derwin James obviously is that first round draft pick. He did, he's done a lot, you know, and did a lot quite quickly, but then he's missed through injury. Whereas Terrell Edmonds and Jesse, uh, Jesse Bates have played a difference of one game. So Derwin James is sitting there, you know, way back with 21 games. Jesse Bates has 48 and Terrell Edmonds has 47. So, that's just something to think about, you know, as they go through some of these stats. Now, if we look at it from that perspective, when it comes to ta- that, the approximate valuation, Derwin James has 14. So he's kind of behind, but he's missed a season. So he's slightly ahead if you look at the actual seasons played. Jesse Bates is 21. So he's well-performed above. Uh, he's he's technically the first round draft pick. So you could almost swap, you know, if, if we'd pick Terrell at number – at 54th pick second round, you'd be thrilled with his stats. Jesse Bates, if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan and you picked him at 28, you'd be thrilled. I mean, they're never picking 28. They're losing people below 20 because they're just not a good enough team. Marky D, my co-host to touch down under, you'd love that I'm going after the bungles with that one. But it's true. So, but when we look at the solo tackles, Jesse Bates has more than the both of them. And he's more of that free safety. Uh, you know, when it comes to quarterback hits, he's got one less than he's only got one compared to six uh for Terrell Edmonds and Derwin James. When it comes to tackles for a loss, Derwin James has seven, Terrell Edmonds four, Jesse Bates two. When it comes to forced fumbles, Jesse Bates has two. The other guys don't have anything. 
uh, fumble receptions um, or recoveries. Terrell Edmonds has one. So does Jesse Bates. Interceptions, Bates has nine, and that's more typical of his role. And as I said, I wanted to compare where the safeties were drafted. I know they play different roles uh, versus three for James and Edmonds. I guess what I'm saying here is, yes, Terrell Edmonds has underperformed for where we've wanted to, but he wasn't a top 20 you know, round draft pick. Yes, he probably was taken in the first round when he should have been a mid-second or below player, but he technically hasn't strayed incredibly far away from whereabout he should be. Equally, he's a strong safety. He's not a free safety. Equally, the way we play our linebackers like Devin Bush and the way we, you know, let Joe Hayden pounce on things in the short to mid passing game, the way we, you know, have Mike Hilton coming off the line as well up until this season, they're things to think about in how they've been used. But I think that's really important because we know that the Steelers didn't pick up that fifth year option. And and that's a great move by the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, particularly if let's say, what I said in part one around, you know, this week's show around Benny Snell being traded to the LA Rams and they pick up a guy like a Terrell Burgess. Well, then that's a really smart play. They'll look like, you know, they'll, the Steelers will come out trumps. But there's also the case to be made that he has serviced, serviced as well. And now we're able to go into a, you know, into the 2021 season where he's going to prove it. He's got to prove it. They may well come up with a deal for him with the spare money. I don't think so now that Melbourne Ingram's been signed. But now we get to see. Now he's got to prove it. But there's also going to be a number of safeties that are available, you know, both in free agency and in the draft that I wanted to quickly cover off some names. So technically, of contract at the, you know, in 2022 is Tyron Matthew, you know most expensive, you know, average pay per year at the moment amongst the safeties. Devin McCourty from the Patriots. Now he's going to be pretty old, so he may retire if he doesn't stay with them. The Jets aren't doing anything with Marcus May and the Steelers have cap and he's a terrific player. Can we get him on a two, three-year deal? Marcus Williams from the Saints. So there's that famous, you know, he's been more, like, you know, he's been more free safety though. So whether he's going to fit for what we want to do with Minka, um, you know, but he's only going to be 20, 26. So that could be really interesting from his part, but he's going to be looking for big money. Harrison Smith from the Vikings, definitely more of the strong safety ilk. You know, he played 95.9% of the snaps, you know, in, in 2020. He's going to be 33. So he's probably a bit old for where the Steelers want to pay that money. Quadre, Quandre Diggs as well from the Seahawks. I'm not sure that he's going to really fit for us. Jamal Adams, you know, the Seahawks will probably want to sign him to a decent deal, but I think that he's an interesting one to think about as well. Kareem Jackson from the Broncos is going to be too old at 34, 35. Justin Burris from the Panthers, I don't know why we'd go there. Same as Anthony Harris. Keanu Neal could be very interesting from the Cowboys in terms of the uh, of a fit. Well, Marcus Joyner, I don't necessarily think. Obviously, he'll be he's at the Jets. I don't think that'll be really worth it for the Pittsburgh Steelers there. Terrell Edmonds is really the next name that comes up if you look at some of these guys. And he's the youngest of this group too. So it might make sense if he's happy to do team-friendly. He's happy to do avoidable years at the back end of a three- or four-year deal. Jabril Peppers is someone that I definitely think the Pittsburgh Steelers should have a look at there. I think given what he can do in special teams as well, the you know the versatility, the speed, um, you know, terrific player there. But whether the Steelers really want to go down that path, and the Giants would probably, I would be surprised if they didn't want to sort of keep him as well. 
But then you start to go down the list and it starts getting pretty thin. Uh, you know, Bates, you know, will be coming up. Then I can't imagine the Bengals are not going to keep him around. Uh, you know, but from there it starts getting, you know, an Elijah Molden from the Titans, you know, whether he's performed, you know, and is worthy of, you know, bringing into the Pittsburgh Steelers. The rest of the players start to get pretty old from the safety position. So I think it's really interesting to see what the Pittsburgh Steelers do if they're going to keep Edmonds. Do they sign him for a couple of year deal? Do they sign him for a four year deal? You know, do they go after this in free agency as well? Because the other thing they could do is they could look to the draft. Uh, they could easily look to the to the NFL draft. And there's guys like, you know, Kyle Hamilton. You know, he's going to be gone before the Steelers pick unless we've had to have a terrible year. And, and again, if we have a terrible year, we're going for a quarterback, um, maybe an offensive lineman, depending on what Big Ben's doing. We're not going for a, for, a, for a safety there. You've got guys like Bubba Bolden out of Miami, 6'3", 200 pounds. You've got guys like Jordan Battle out of Alabama, 6'1", 210 uh, you know, Reed Blankenship out of Tennessee, 6'1", 200 pounds. Colby Harvey Peel from Oklahoma State, six six foot, um, you know, 215 pounds. Jalen Green from Mississippi State, 6'1", 195. Brandon Joseph out of Northwestern, 6'1", 192. Marcus Hooker out of Ohio State. So maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers do get a hooker at the safety position. Uh, 5'11", 200 pounds. Greg Ainsworth from Ohio. Iowa State, you know, six foot, 198 pounds, or Leon O'Neill from Texas A&M, 6'1", 210. We know the Steelers pick two, uh, two guys this off this off this draft from um, Texas A&M. There are a couple of other guys too that are on this list. There's a guy that plays out of Cincinnati. I think that could be an option as well. But from the terms of the top safeties, you know, in this draft, and I was actually, I just want to say from the last draft, I had money on, you know, Javon Holland being the first one taken in the second round. Um, you know, and no safeties were taken in the first round in 2021. And so I was pretty happy when Javon, you know, Holland got picked there. I made a bit of cash. So yeah, just uh, going to gloat on that one. Uh, but when it comes to these safeties, you know, I'm going to skip over Kyle Hamilton because I just really don't think he's going to be there. I think he's going to be a top 10 pick. But Brandon Joseph out of Northwestern, um, you know, as cited by Pro Football Network, he burst into the college football scene in 2020 as part of a suffocating Northwestern defense. He was a redshirt freshman that racked up 46 tackles, one for a loss, two pass deflections, demonstrated his playmaking ability with six interceptions. He allowed only one play over 15 yards during the shortened year. He had a remarkable ascension for a player who wasn't highly regarded out of college station high school. He was only the 83rd ranked safety as a three-star recruit in 2019. You know, even though he's had a small sample size for Northwestern, he's got the skill set to continue to develop into one of the top safeties in the 2022 NFL draft class. He's got a great combo of size, athleticism, intelligence. He isn't afraid to play hard against the run, whether in the backfield or open field. Some of your tackles that he made last season were enough to make you wince from the comfort of your couch. That sounds like a Pittsburgh Steeler. And he's got ball and he got brought ball skills um, that translate from his high school experience on offense. He's the guy, I, I have to admit, out of most of these safeties that I think is most uh, the biggest fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The other thing is, I think even if he does well, I do see him as a second round, maybe an early third round pick. So again, I think that's going to translate to where we may want to pick a safety given the difference and then the turnover and player personnel we're going to have. Another guy to look at is uh, Tyrick Smith out of Georgia. Uh, you know, he's had two seasons of dominating the big 12 for West Virginia he entered the transfer transfer portal late March. 
He was the best defensive player in the portal come spring. Uh, you know, despite being linked to Penn State, he landed with Georgia uh, in early April um, with most of their secondary being lost in this year's draft. You know, he's now one of the two top safeties, you know, with Smith um, and, and Lewis Sign. Like Joseph above him, Smith was only a three-star recruit when he came out of high school, even though that was the case. He earned freshman All-American honors in 2019, making eight starts at safety. During two seasons with the Mountaineers, he amassed 111 tackles, 10.5 tackles for loss, one sack, four interceptions, one forced fumble, and nine pass deflections. One of his most impressive tributes is his versatility. He was used in multiple alignments um, for WVU, who was listed as a safety for Georgia, but Smith may play the team's star position. That means he'll be a safety nickel and some linebacker. He's one of the smaller safeties at 5'10", um, but he can make you know plays on the ball. Uh, you know, and his athleticism and tackling ability, sure, he's a force in the ground game. I have a bit of an issue. I think, you know, yes, you could see him replace like a Mike Hilton role, but I do think he has an issue in terms of whether we can actually have him as a Pittsburgh Steelers strong safety. And I still like Brandon Joseph over him. Jordan Battle is a, another option there, you know, out of Alabama. You know, he's a four-star recruit. He had four starts for Alabama as a freshman before emerging as a full-time starter last season. I think he's the guy that might, you know, really rocket up the ranks, um, you know, this coming season as well. So you might see him become a top 20 or 25, um, you know, pick player, given the, the, the prestige of the school he comes from and the program. Uh, anyway, during these two seasons, the former four-star recruit attributed 96 tackle, tackles, five tackles for a loss, two interceptions, five pass deflections. He's six one and 210 pounds, so he's a he's good size. What you want at strong safety, um, ideal size, in fact, you know, he does some of his best work in the box where the pressure in the quarterback, attacking ball carries, line of scrimmage. Um, that's not to say he can't be productive in the pass game. He's got physical tools to be fluid. He just needs to elevate his ability to make plays on the ball this year if he's to live up to his potential as one of the best safeties. Again, he's a guy I do want the Steelers picking him for that risk because we don't want a situation with, like with the criticism of Terrell Edmonds of not being able to make the plays. And equally, I do think it'll skyrocket up and we will, Pittsburgh Steelers will have more, more important offensive needs, um, you know, in going into this draft. Another player that I think could be taken quite highly in the second round is Bubba Bolden. Uh, you know, he's 6'3", 200 pounds. He's got lots of length and physicality. Last year, he had 74 tackles, six and a half for a loss, one sack, one interception, three pass deflections. Uh, you know, and he showcased flashes of brilliance. The problem, I think, for him is that he does play for the Hurricanes uh, now, and he's battled suspension, a transfer, and dislocated ankle as well before starring last year. But I think there's been some questions before about the coaching of Miami um, and the quality that that produces and the readiness for the NFL. And that would be my concern because, you know, I see, you know, him as a project. If, you, if he has any issues this year, take him late, um, you know, like we did Q from the U and Quincy Roche. I think you could definitely have this guy versatile from a linebacker position if he can put on a little bit more weight. The thing is, though, is we've got so many needs, I think, going into next year's draft that I think, you know, if, you, if Brandon, jo- Brandon Joseph sitting there, you know, when we're picking around, you know, round two, or we can go up a little bit and get him. That would be my preference. I clearly do have a standout this, thus far, but Bubba Bolden is someone that we could have on our, on our radar, particularly from that third or fourth round. And so there are a few other guys just to keep, a, a, you know, aware of, you know, Trey Sterling, you know, he was to opt for it. Um, you know, Lewis Sign out of Georgia as well. Leon 
John O'Neill, who I mentioned before, Sterling Weatherford, um, you know, Isaiah Polomeo, not Polomalo from USC, um, you know, but this guy's actually his nephew, um, you know, but instead, instead of being like, you know, 5'10", he's actually 6'4", and 205 five pounds, and he's very, you know, rangy. There are also a few other players. Uh, I mentioned a few of them before, but there's guys like Damani Richardson from Texas A&M. There's guys like Veron McKinley the third, Xavier Henderson, you know, from Michigan State, Quinton Lake, UCLA, Reed Blankenship, you know, MTSU, Colby Harvey Peeler, we mentioned before from Oklahoma State, Marcus Hooker, Ohio State, Greg Iceworth, Ohio State, uh, Iowa State, sorry, Smoke Monday from Auburn. Jalen Catalan from Arkansas, Yusuf Corker from Kentucky, but he's more free safety from what I've seen. Uh, Kendrick Duncan Jr., Georgia, uh, Southern, and Jaquan Brisker from Penn State. Again, the names here are really going to speak out to you. Brad Blankenship will go in, you know, probably before the fourth, if not the second, the third round. Colby Harvey Peel can be someone that still is good look at. It's going to be interesting regardless. And so I think, you know, Terrell Edmonds has got a big, you know, season to make you know, and hope, you know, this season, it'll be interesting to see what we can do with the number of undrafted free agent, you know, defensive backs that we've brought in and whether the Steelers do need to find a safety in the draft next year, whether they acquire one in the off season next year, whether they acquire one for trading Benny Snell, all will be revealed. But I think as we know as Pittsburgh Steelers fans, having had Troy in a strong safety position, definitely need to, you know, and have pass Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.